Hi, I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. Hi, and welcome back. Today, I want to take you on pilgrimage, on pilgrimage to the city of Rome. And I want to take you to two churches in Rome that are related to the great feast day the church is preparing to celebrate this week. You may know that the church celebrates the feast of St. Matthew this week on September 21st. And I think of all the apostles, to me, Matthew is the most fascinating. He is the most fascinating. I mean, think about who this man was and what Jesus did in his life. I mean, this man is a tax collector. Now, in our culture today, we may not like the IRS or people that come to take our taxes, but I want you to understand what it meant to be a tax collector in Matthew's day, in the first century world of of Judaism in his day. Uh, Being a tax collector meant you were a Jew that was chosen by the Roman government to go around around and collect the taxes on behalf of the Roman Empire. So this is a man who's collaborating with the Roman enemy who's oppressing the Jewish people. He would have been viewed as a great traitor, uh, and he also would have been viewed as a great sinner because uh, many tax collectors were known for taking too much money, too much money for themselves, uh, and so they were viewed as unjust and exploiting the Jewish people. So think about what we read about in the Gospels, how Jesus was known for spending time with the tax collectors. He was known for hanging out at the tax collector's office, for sharing meals with the tax collectors. Just think about how shocking that would have been. Why is Jesus hanging out with these people? And then one day, Jesus actually turns and points to one of these tax collectors, Matthew, and he, and he, and he invites Matthew to become one of his disciples. Wow, that would have been just astonishing, just shocking. I mean, you, you can imagine, uh, you know, what some of the, uh, even some of the disciples are thinking, you know, Peter and Andrew and John are probably wondering, does, does Jesus realize who this guy is? Why is Jesus asking this guy to join us? How could he be one of the disciples? He's a traitor. He's a great sinner. Uh, and yet Jesus invited him and called him in to become a disciple. But my friends, the story doesn't stop there. It gets even better. Not only was Matthew chosen to be a disciple, one day Jesus is praying. He spends all night in prayer discerning who is he going to choose from this larger group of disciples to become one of the 12, one of the 12 apostles. And one of the people he chooses is Matthew. He chooses Matthew to be one of the 12 that's going to be the foundation for his church, one of the 12 apostles that he's going to send to go out and proclaim the gospels to all the nations. Uh, and he chooses Matthew. And, and that's pretty exciting. But again, it, it doesn't end there. There's something even even more that Jesus does in this man. Jesus chooses Matthew not just to become a disciple, not just to become a, a, an apostle, but he chooses Matthew to become one of the four evangelists, one of the four people who will be inspired by God to write the narrative account of Jesus's life, one of the four gospels that's put in sacred scripture. Now, that that's a pretty incredible story here. Mr. Matthew, the tax collector, becomes Matthew, the disciple, the apostle, the great evangelist, and the great saint we celebrate this week. So what I want to do in our time together today, I want to look at two pieces of art, two of my favorite pieces of art that tell us something about the life of Matthew. And and these pieces of art allow us to enter into Matthew's soul, to understand who he was, what his mission was, and, and what Jesus did in him. And most of all, practical things we could take away, things we could learn from Matthew's life to allow Jesus to work in us in the way he worked in Matthew. So the 
first piece of art I want to turn to is found in the Great Basilica of St. John Lateran in Rome. If you've ever been to this basilica, it's just magnificent. You walk in and you're immediately greeted by these massive 12 statues of the 12 apostles. Six on the left-hand side of the central nave and six on the right-hand side, and they're all holding different symbols of, of, of who they are. And when, when you look at the very first apostle on the right-hand side when you walk in, you're greeted by a man who's stepping on a bag of money and he's holding a book in his right hand. And that symbolizes St. Matthew, of course. Matthew, who is uh, stepping on the bag of money and symbolizing stepping on his, his former ways as a tax collector, his former ways as a sinner working for the Romans. He's leaving that behind. He's stepping on the bag of money. And, and then in his, other, in his hand, he's holding a book symbolizing how he has become a great gospel writer, the great apostle, one of the four evangelists. And I, I like reflecting on this statue of St. Matthew because it shows both Matthew's past and Matthew's future, Matthew's past and Matthew's future. And it reminds us that Matthew was not defined by his past, and we don't have to be either. You see, many of us, we might feel we're defined by our past, by decisions we made, by the way we've been labeled, by our family or by friends, and bad choices maybe we made. Sometimes we're our worst enemy, and we say, oh, I did this, or I've never done this other thing before, so I could never do it in the future. And we let our past define us and, and, and keep us in, in a narrow path in life. Uh, Jesus wants to liberate us from that, just like he liberated Matthew. You know, so whether it's maybe some great sin that you've committed in the past, uh, Jesus wants to free you of that. He wants you just to, to step on that money bag, to step on the money bag and turn away from that sin and turn to him. We are not the sum total of our sins and weaknesses, St. John Paul II said. We're the sum total of, of the Father's love for us. And, and Jesus loves us. He, he doesn't want our sins to define us. He wants to forgive us. He wants to free us. And he wants us to be transformed by his grace to move on. He's got great things in store for us. So if you're someone out there listening, listening and, and there's some big sin that you've carried all these years, just take it to Jesus in confession. He wants to, to free you of those money bags that are weighing you down. And he wants to do that because he's got something great in store for you. Uh, just as Matthew couldn't, couldn't have imagined the, the amazing blessings and the, and the incredible mission that he had uh, in, in his life up ahead, uh, that, that could be the same for you. You know, I'm thinking of a, a great quote that's often said about, about saints and sinners. Uh, every saint has a past. That's just true. If you look at all the lives of the saints, whether it's someone like uh, St. Augustine, Augustine, St. Ignatius of Loyola, so many of these saints had a past and they weren't defined by that past because God had a great future for them. But the quote goes on to say, every saint has a past and every sinner has a future. And that reminds us that Matthew was a great sinner and he had an incredible future. You have committed some sins. You, you've made mistakes. We all have. And, and, and Jesus doesn't want you to be defined by that. He has a great future in store for you if you just step on those money bags, step on those money bags, turn away from that sin and turn to Jesus. He wants to do great things in you and great things through you. That's one lesson we can learn from St. Matthew in this great statue uh, found in the Basilica of St. John Lateran. I want to turn 
to another piece of art in Rome. We're going to go down to the central district of Rome near the Piazza Navona. There's a little church called the Church of San Luigi, the Church of St. Louis. Uh, It's the French national church in Rome. And in this church, there are three famous paintings of the life of St. Matthew done by the artist Caravaggio. Uh, And Every day, hundreds, if not thousands of people come in to admire these paintings of the life of St. Matthew. The one I want to focus on is the, is the first frame in the story of Matthew, and that's the call of St. Matthew. Caravaggio depicts the call of St. Matthew like this. On the right-hand side of the picture, Jesus is entering into the tax collector's office, and behind Jesus, there's a window, and so there's all this light pouring from behind Jesus into the tax collector's office, the darkness of the tax collector's world. And the idea is that Jesus, he's the light of the world and he's entering into Matthew's darkness. Now on the other side of the painting, the left-hand side of the painting is a little darker and there you see Matthew with all of his friends. And these tax collectors, they're not really aware that Jesus has entered into the world. These are men that are just caught up in themselves. Uh, They're focused on their own money. They're wondering how much money did we make today? They're stroking their coins. They're not aware where that Jesus has just entered their world. Jesus has entered into the room of the tax collectors. But there is one man who notices in this painting, and that's Matthew himself. Matthew sees Jesus walking into the tax collector's hole, and he sees Jesus pointing at him. And Matthew, the look on Matthew's face is incredible. I love this image here because Matthew, on one hand, is just shocked. He's pointing, he sees Jesus pointing at him. He's saying, really, me? Are you kidding me? You're choosing me to become one of your disciples? Do you know who you're talking to, Jesus? This is Matthew the sinner, Matthew the tax collector, Matthew the traitor. Surely you you must be thinking of someone else. Uh, So there's a look of complete shock and surprise in Matthew's eye. But if you look at Matthew, you see another aspect here. You can tell Matthew he's kind of thinking about it. He's thinking about this new possibility. He's actually considering what his life might be like if he follows Jesus, if he says yes to this call. You could tell he's thinking about it. Uh, he's wondering, man, maybe my life would be happier. Maybe maybe I'd, I'd enjoy being a disciple. Maybe it'd be a lot better than this life as a tax collector. And, 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 and so maybe I should say yes. But in the same instance, you, you can also tell that G, that Matthew is just just so scared about this new possibility. He He's horrified and he's thinking, wait, wait, hold on. If I actually become a disciple, that means... My my life would have to really change. I'd have to change a lot. I'd have to give up a lot. I'd have to leave all these friends, leave this career, leave all this money. Uh, I don't know if I want to do that. I I think I'll just hold on to my money bags. (laughs) And I love this painting by Caravaggio because it captures that pivotal moment between Matthew, the tax collector, and Matthew, the apostle. What will Matthew do? And and this really gets us into the drama of Matthew's own soul and his own walk with Jesus. And it's really the drama of our own lives as well, if we dare to follow Jesus as a disciple, because uh, what we can see is, is that Jesus is often pointing at us and inviting us 
to make changes, to let go of certain things. Jesus, the light of the world, is coming into the dark areas of our own soul all the time and inviting us to take that next step forward in in, in relationship with him. You know, this isn't just for us little ordinary Catholics. Even the Pope, Pope Francis, talks about this painting. You know, when Pope Francis, before he was Pope, when he was Archbishop in, in Argentina, he would come to Rome regularly for meetings, and he would often stay near this church where this painting of Caravaggio resides. And he would go into this church and he would pray before this image. And he writes about this, how he would often put himself in Matthew's shoes in this particular scene depicted by Caravaggio. And he would pray in this church and imagine what it would be like to be Matthew. And and, and he writes about how uh, he, he envisions Jesus coming and pointing into his own soul, light shining into areas of darkness in his own soul. And, and, and he senses in times in his life that Jesus is inviting him to be more generous or to be more patient or to be more merciful or to make more sacrifices. And he, so he senses Jesus calling him to take that next step of faith. And, and the Pope admits that there's a part of him that's inspired by that call, a part of him that's excited about it, that wants to answer the call and be more generous, be more sacrificial, be more joyful. But there's another part of him, the Pope admits, Pope Francis admits, there's another part of him that doesn't want to do this. It's a part of him that just wants to be a little more comfortable, a little more lazy or or maybe more, a little more self-centered. He's a, he's a little nervous about um, answering the call. And, and I, I love this from our Holy Father because he, he opens up his soul and allows us to see just how human he is. Yes, he's the Pope. Yes, he's given this incredible office as a successor of St. Peter. And yet he's human. He, he's like us. He's a disciple walking in relationship with Jesus. And he's sharing with us how this relationship works, that Jesus doesn't just come to our lives at one point and say, come follow me. But this call is continuous. It's ongoing. That was certainly the case in Matthew himself. Matthew had that decisive moment where Jesus entered the tax collector's office and called him to follow him at that one moment. But he continued to call Matthew throughout those three years of journeying in Galilee as a disciple through Jesus's public ministry. And he continued to call Matthew even after Jesus's own death and resurrection. He's continually calling Matthew to give more, to now serve as an apostle, to proclaim the gospel to the nations, to become a gospel writer, one of the four evangelists, and even called Matthew to become a a, a witness as a martyr, to, to show his witness to Christ even as a martyr. So you see, the call of being a disciple isn't just a one-time call, it's ongoing. It's an ongoing call of conversion. And Pope Francis highlights that for us. Here he is, the great Holy Father, still showing us how Jesus enters into the dark areas of his own soul and is constantly calling him to love more, to shining his light in those areas of darkness. And the Pope wants to follow, and there's another part that that is nervous and doesn't want to. This is the this is the struggle of being a disciple. Now, my friends, what what might Jesus be asking us to do? What might be asking you to do? What's that next step of faith you sense Christ might be inviting you to take? Do you ever sense that Jesus knocking on the door of your heart and, and he's wanting you to do something, maybe make a little change? You know, what are the money bags that he wants you to let go of? What are those money bags you're clinging to right now? You know, maybe you're holding a grudge against someone and Jesus says, I just want you to let go of that. Let go of that money bag. Let go of that, dr- that, that, that grudge you're holding and forgive 
your friend. Uh, Maybe you hold on to your dreams of success for your career and that's too important to you. Maybe there's a certain relationship that you're you're too attached to and it has to work out this particular way. And uh, maybe maybe there's a show you're watching on TV or a band you're listening to and and you're too attached to it and Jesus says, I, I you shouldn't be watching that and uh, and he wants you to let go of that money bag. Or maybe you're too attached to your time, the time that he wants you to spend, God wants you to spend more with your family uh, and, and with other people and maybe just time with him. He wants more of your time in prayer. You know, it's different for all of us and in different seasons of our life, we sense Jesus coming in to our tax collector's office, to our soul, and pointing and inviting us to follow him and leave our money bags behind. Let's ask St. Matthew to pray for us. Let's ask him to inspire us through his example. Because if we say yes to the call of Jesus, Jesus will have great things in store for us. He certainly did for Matthew, the tax collector, who became disciple, apostle, evangelist. What will God have in store for you, for your parish, for your friends, for your family, if you say yes to this ongoing uh, this ongoing call of discipleship? Well, thank you, my friends, for listening. I hope this was helpful for you. If you enjoyed this show, uh, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with other people who you think might be blessed by it. Uh, I'd love your feedback on it. I'd love any questions you may have about this uh, or any recommendations you may have for future shows on this podcast. Uh, This podcast is called All Things Catholic, and so we do a little bit of everything, anything related to maybe the Bible or saints like we looked at today or uh, how to grow in virtue, how to grow in our spiritual life, theology of the body, marriage, family, dating relationships, you name it, it's all things. Catholic, send me your suggestions. You can reach me on Facebook, on Twitter, or on my website, which is just my name, edwardsree.com. I'll also mention if anyone's interested in pilgrimage. I'm just announcing my Rome pilgrimage for May 2018. Uh, If you want an insider's experience of Rome, I lived in Rome for a couple of years, and I've been doing pilgrimages for like 18 years now and taking dozens and dozens of groups. I like to give them an insider's experience of Rome, not the average tourist experience, but a true pilgrim's experience where we travel in a smaller group and uh, experience a lot of prayer and really encountering Jesus through the great history. Uh, the art, and of course, the many saints uh, that are there in Rome. So thanks so much, and I look forward to being with you all next week. God bless. God bless.